Hey students, welcome to episode 48 of the Film Student Podcast. I'm your host, Tony Lazzaroni. My guest this week is Tile Bibbins from The Yellow Cohort. We talk about curbing gay tropes in film, how to write to a theme, and his love for The Yellow Cohort. Enjoy! So I have been acting for a really long time, um, and I went to school for acting, and I... Girl, I was an actor, baby. I'm talking like no sketch comedy, absolutely no improv. Give me a script. I'm gonna cry on stage. It was gonna. It was a performance. Okay, the high drama. Yeah. Um, and then in high school, I um started doing comedy a little bit. Still not sketch, just like comedic plays. Because mm-hmm. I really only ever done drama before then or musicals, and I really liked it. But I like fought it. I don't really know why I fought it, but I fought it hard. Um, went through college, and then I was gonna go to grad school for acting. And I looked at a couple of programs. I was really interested in um, USC for acting because they almost do all film. Right. And then DePaul. And um, just through some like weird loopholes ended up not going, mm-hmm. um, which was my mentor teacher's kind of goal for me, I think. Um, he's really the best. To not go? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was like, don't go. Um, but he is incredible. But so then I moved to Chicago and... Um, while I was here, I was in th- in one year in three films where I died of AIDS. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, wow, we should probably <laughs> make better queer media than this. Like, I mean, totally we should talk about it. Yeah. But it's like 2018. And I don't know. I think that I got really frustrated that every gay story was about like a tragedy or like a coming yeah. out or was like just there to be the punchline for like the like sassy girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I wrote a web series and submitted it to a Sundance workshop festival mm. and I made the final round and that was really humbling and cool wow. and it was like the first thing I ever wrote and I, I, it was just a lot happened and then so I was like wait maybe maybe I want to do something else too yeah um so it was like a breakup with the actor side of myself but it's so this has been a theme at least last couple of weeks talking to people about learning other sides of yeah. the coin in order to get better yeah. at yeah at at the at the fact that you had done enough acting you had you had taste mm-hmm. in what made for good writing yeah oh that's and a good point I never so, thought about it like that so you you had the like you the the acting part of it mm-hmm. was the run up to starting to write yeah. Because you you now have a sense for well I don't want to do that because that other That's tacky really thing true. that I read was was terrible and you know this is the thing that I that I like more or because you get to, you're you're writing for yourself right, right. yeah 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 oh, yeah I yeah. mean always I'm always gonna be in what I write I mean hopefully fingers crossed but yeah, yeah like I but think that's that. like that's that is the actor and mm-hmm. you wanting to perfect what you're what you're getting which is you know especially if you if you've got uh, um, you know ethical or otherwise issues with the content that you're doing of course you're gonna want to make your own yeah it was um yeah just three back to back to back yeah just aids 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 (laughs) (laughs) and i died in all of them what was the what was the web series um it's called ordinary it's not been produced and um looking back on it now it was like it's always gonna have a little little home in my heart but um in a weird way i'm happy it wasn't produced Mm -hmm. um maybe one day i'll go back to it um, but What's I have, the premise? Um, Since you've been pitching all term, I'm gonna go ahead and make well, you pitch your web series. All right. Well, basically, um, this boy—it's gonna—it's shocking. It's really strange. Get ready. This boy from Oklahoma moves to Chicago to be an actor, mm-hmm. um, and he realizes that maybe he just wants to be an ordinary person and like just get a job because like trying to do what he does is not working. Okay. And he has felt special, and he doesn't anymore. 
And so he's trying to just be like a little businessman with a business suit and like some business hair and a business job and a 401k and maybe some insurance. Who knows? We can get spicy here. So it's it's a it's a uh, almost the reverse story of like the of like the the star, you know, a star is born type. A little bit. Yeah. I mean, it kind of goes into maybe like what is being normal and yeah. like why like in a way like why it is so attractive but also like why you don't want to be it not right. do, don't want to be it but why it's okay to not be you're, just like you're romanticizing normality yeah basically because yeah. like i mean i don't know if you feel this way but like sometimes i do where i'm like oh i wish i was going to just like leave school and be mm. like oh it makes sense now you know yeah there's something really obviously stable about that but i think that in like the opposite vein for me, I'm really excited to have to like make my journey through. Right. Um, which you don't really get to do in like a normal businessy businessman suit, mm -hmm. business hair, briefcase kind of job. <laughs> you're, you're obsessed with the hair. And yeah, hair is a big deal. Like, it's just like always like really gelled. You know what I mean? <laughs> and my hair is just too big to do that. So maybe that's that really what a haircut it, that every guy has now. <laughs> yeah. We're not going to get it short on the sides, uh -huh. long on the top, mm -hmm. nice hard part yeah. down one side. Yeah. Okay. Don't judge me, but I kind of have that haircut. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. It's good. that haircut that every sure. guy. But I don't gel it down. <laughs> I want it to be big up to Jesus. You know what I mean? You're Touching going for the, the uh, You ever watched uh, um, Adam Ruins Everything? No, but I should. It's yeah. Uh, Adam Conover has that sort of hair. Like okay. he's got it. It's up mm -hmm. a good like four inches. I'm off talking top like of tan that. France. Do you know what I mean? Like yes. queer eye. I want it to be that big, but I don't have. It gets big. But mostly it's just like a lot of <laughs> dry shampoo and desperation is really what happens for me. So what's uh, so far? So you're mm -hmm. you just completed term one here. <clears throat> what's uh, what have you gotten out of the program so far? Oh, so much. Um, It's weird. They like you start and they're like, girl, it's going to change your life. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh, yes. Yes, it is. Um, And then like everyone starts. And for a while, my cohort was like who's the funny, you know what I mean? Like everybody's like bit on bit on bit on bit. Yeah. Um, which I'm sure everyone, I mean, it's a comedy school. So I'm sure everyone has that kind of moment. Um, but kind of whenever that started to settle and we were all just like sitting and learning together as like cheesy as it sounds, I think that's a big thing that I've learned is mm -hmm. like how, I mean, I could go on and on about the like content that we're learning and like the instructors and like, I mean, we can shout out all of them. Like the, I've not, I've only had the term one teachers, but literally all of them have been, Mm. perfection like so great yeah. and so different and um so willing to teach us each individually and like very uniquely and like to our voice and like our style it's been incredible but i do think one thing that's like really special that they told me was going to happen that i wasn't all the way aware was actually going to happen is like how important it is to be here with the people you're here with yeah um i don't know i think that there's something very special about like ensemble learning in general and I think with acting, like with like primarily that's what I've learned. Mm -hmm. It's all very focused on you unless you're in a play. Um, and even then it's kind of, I mean, it's ensemble for sure if you're doing like viewpoints or whatever. But a lot of times it's like, how are you affecting whatever? Or you know what I mean? Or like try to like give your partner something. But it just feels like much smaller. But in the school, it's so, so, so like, I mean, ensemble driven, which again, I know they talk about so much. Yeah. I don't know why that was like the big thing that I was like, oh shit, they didn't. Can I say shit? Yeah. Okay. Um, that Fuck they weren't yeah. lying. <laughs> Fuck yeah, we can. Hell yeah, sis. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think that the people I'm learning with are really helping me understand it all. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think the school does a great job of 
building empathy mm-hmm. um, with like what you're writing and like what you're producing um, through like the stories you're telling. I think that's something that like really means a lot to me. It's like, it's really hard for us to talk about like negative things in stories. I mean, we like know we have to have them and everything, but I think that they've done a really great job of like creating like full realized characters and everything mm-hmm. we talk about. I rambled for a while, but no, I fine. like it here. <laughs> and what, what kind of stuff are you trying to create? Like what's your, what's your long-term goal through this? So definitely touching it a little bit, like, like just like queer media. Like I just want to like, I just want there to be a show that's about just people who are living who like are gay, but it's not about anything like it's not about an epidemic or it's not about this like coming out story. Like totally like there's like heartbreak in there. Cause like there's heartbreak in like gay relationships or like, you know what I mean? There's like confusion in there, yeah. but like that the only thing that is gay about it or queer about it is like the people, like, yeah. you know, the people in it happen to be queer, but it's like an everyday story. Right. Um, as problematic as the show was girls was like really what kind of like made me think bigger and I think it was just the first time I saw someone talk the way I talk on TV. Yeah. Um, so I came in thinking like t- like film. I don't know. I came in thinking TV. But now maybe I've shifted a little bit. And maybe this is the first time I'm realizing it right here with you, Tony Lazzaroni. It's it's I think TV in general has changed. Yeah. Because I, I think so it used to be like film was film was like the big the 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 you know big topic. And so people would go through TV and try and work towards getting to film. Mm-hmm. And TV was shorter contract and, and smaller smaller deals and smaller actors. And you're always trying to move up to, to work in film. But now it's kind of half flipped mm-hmm. because there's still TV and there's still basic cable and there's still network television. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're seeing more actors that are going from like film back to network television yeah. and doing stuff there. Uh, because the paychecks, I think, are more consistent than what you can get in the film in, in film nowadays. And the other one is that we're seeing stuff like Netflix and Hulu and mm-hmm. Amazon that are doing. They're still shows, but they're such a longer narrative. Like the the story arc of something like a, um, you know, of a, a, a Stranger Things, right, is something that you're not gonna see on. You're never gonna see it on network TV. Absolutely, I mean, like the closest you're gonna get is something like Lost or or, or you know something on those lines, which. I, it's not the same thing. You're you're never going to see a comedy done that way. No, you'll never see like a Kimmy Schmidt. I think done that's that really same true. Way yeah, on, yeah, yeah. On, on network TV. Yeah, uh, it's only going to be something for for digital. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's almost like you have three le- like le- layers of story that yeah. you can go for super short form sitcommy. Like things need to be wrapped up in twenty seven minutes yeah. uh, or twenty three minutes if you're doing commercials. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, and then you've got your feature film for your ninety minute, and then you have your eight to 12 hour uh, story arc that you can do with, with one of these like anthology mm-hmm. type uh, uh, t- TV series on Netflix yeah. or Hulu or one of those. So uh, it's, it's, I feel like it's, that's flipped. really true. Yeah. You know what I mean, yeah. Well, and I think that like, I think maybe I started with TV because I thought of it as almost like the longest form. Yeah. Does it make sense? Like I yeah. was like, Oh my gosh, I get to tell the story for 26 tw- seasons yeah 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 um <laughs> doing the new I'm like yes here we go yeah um but thinking about it like that makes a lot of sense too so mm-hmm. maybe you know what what i maybe want to do mm-hmm. is just make some shit that means a lot to me that hopefully can mean something to someone else 
and ideally not have to do anything else. Yeah. Just make some shit. Yeah. You know, um, because I don't know. I think that that's like one of my struggles right now is like my pie in the sky is being like being able to write and direct something I star in. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? But whenever we're here, they definitely don't make you choose by any means. Do you know what I mean? Right. But I think that the further we go through the program, the more evident it is like kind of who is doing what. Right. Um, and I think that like for me, it's still a little cloudy. As far as what, like, like what, what sort yeah, of like, role do you want to play yeah. in the long run? Yeah. So I think that like that kind of goes back to being like, with like TV or film, I think I just want to do it all, which is a problem. So maybe I'll figure it out one day. I mean, the best thing I can suggest to do is try, try like isolating, Mm -hmm. try a a project where you just direct, Mm -hmm. try a project, you know, and somebody else writes and somebody else acts, try something where you just act, try something where you just write it, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, and, and hand it off to somebody else. Like find those ways of siloing things just to have the experience of what it was like to do just that thing. Yeah. And you might find that, you really love doing one of those things, mm-hmm. you know, because uh, that, that was what my, my experience was. I came in and I had only ever directed mm-hmm. stuff. I'd never written it. I'd never acted it. I mean, acted minorly and stuff, but right. you know, and I, and I'd never really done any other technical role okay. on, a, on a set. You'd never done anything technical. Well, no, I'd never done any other technical role. I'd learned oh. how to do all of it. And so I kind of like you, oh, I, 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 came in I was yeah. doing 10 things mm-hmm. as opposed to just one. Mm-hmm. And so I came in here and, and I was like, I'm just going to, you know, do some projects where I just do one thing, yeah, and bring in other people to do the rest, mm-hmm. and it and it it freed me up. It made me fall in love with directing stuff some mm-hmm. uh, all over again because I, I now had to had the ability to spend time and thought process on all those little touches of of things in a in a film that yeah. are subliminal messaging, yeah, the things that you don't think about being. Uh, present but make a difference in how you tell a visual story yeah. or or how how uh, characters um, go through an emotional arcs or, mm-hmm. or things like that like it, it was it was great to just kind of get all the other crap out of the way find other people that, that could do it and let them do it I it's so weird I feel like torn because like I love the creation of script writing like I love like being like okay here's the world mm-hmm. sis we're gonna dive in here here's some drama you know all that I love that but yeah. I really do love directing like I love like the like very like like the like minor minor like s- subtle moments and yeah. like figuring out like how we can play in this moment or like how we can earn that pause and like why that pause is so important or mm-hmm. you know like how can we fight without it sounding like an argument or how can we you know um and so I think you're right though I think maybe trying to find ways to just direct someone else's work for a minute or just write for someone else will help me out mm-hmm. um this term I did weird shit with my films because like the way I write is so like just like two people talking. Yeah. So I did some weird stuff with my films this term and I was really trying to experiment and it did not necessarily turn out the way I wanted it to. All right. Uh, Give me an example. How how, how so? (sighs) Well, I'm going to make you relive trauma for for our entertainment. Well, the first one was (laughs) our good old um, comedic documentary. Mm Mm-hmm. And I had what these, was yours? I, so mine was called Queen, and I was gonna make my boyfriend be a drag queen for the first time. Okay. Okay. But I wanted it to be like super isolated, like no, like not not that I didn't want there to be stakes. I didn't want it to be about this like boy realizing that maybe all along he just wanted to wear heels. You know, mm-hmm. I wanted it to just be like this like moment, just like if you were going to play baseball. You know, just being like I'm gonna do this like weird thing. Yeah. Um, and I wrote it. 
or I didn't write it. I mean, I kind of like outlined it or whatever, you right. know. And I did like weird shit with like lights and like everything. And then um, I like had it. And like for a minute, I was like, oh, are you a little filmmaker tile? I had no idea, girl. This is a stunning <laughs> masterpiece. Um, and then I took it to class and everyone was like, well, yeah, I mean, like, it's like cute, but like, why is he doing this? Like, what is it for? Like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh shit. Yeah. Like you, you don't get to just like make a little thing. You know what I mean? Like it, like yeah. it, it should be something. There's, um, I, and I, I think the, the, like the improv classes and stuff help out with that. Mm-hmm. Like you need to establish who, what, where, cause yeah. anytime you're reading a script or an outline, or if you're, especially if you're the one creating mm-hmm. it, you know more of the mm-hmm. story than what, than what the audience is seeing. Mm-hmm. Well, and, in my head too, I like didn't. I guess I just didn't want it to be a story. Like I know yeah. that sounds so silly, but like I was like, oh no, it's not. But I think it goes from like, like working with stories so much. Like I was just like, like as like with like acne or whatever. Like I just wanted it to be like this like weird like moment in time. Mm. And then I was like, oh no, like that doesn't get to happen. Um, so then I understood, but I learned. But really, I was like, I'm gonna play with lights and like do weird things with this because yeah. I like for what I actually want to make probably don't get to do that very often um so then for my adaptation sis i don't know why but i thought it was a rapper this term okay okay so whenever like um dick b came yeah i thought we had 10 minutes to write a sketch dick, dick bilsucci dick b <laughs> listen don't put this in but i forgot how to say his last name and i didn't want to say it wrong <laughs> dick bilsucci came in um i thought we had 10 minutes to make a sketch i wrote this rap about this mom like trying to figure out if her son was gay, mm-hmm. but like she was okay with it, but she just didn't know how to ask. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wrote that and I don't know why like, I just wrote like many raps this term, which was so weird. I've never done that. Um, but so my adaptation was a rap about these people trying to make friends, but, like why they can't. And so like they like made this rap video to like send out to um, like the cool kids at school to like mm-hmm. try to get their friends, uh, try to get to be th- their friends. Um, but I went through like four different casts and like five different locations and then ended up being like, okay, we have four hours to shoot it tonight. Yeah. We're doing it at second city on a stage and just go. So that one, I learned a lot about just being like, you got to really, you got to have plans. Like right. it just doesn't work out ever. Um, but same thing. I was trying to do like weird production things. And I think visually, maybe that one worked a little bit more, but it was still just like a, Wah, wah. <laughs> did you see sarah amar's uh term yes. three from last so term? i emily is in my cohort emily okay, daniels yep, yeah and they're good friends and so oh, okay she was like you should watch this like after i did everything and i was like yeah this is brilliant beautiful wonderful stunning like yeah such a great thing and mine was like mine looked like a third grade like craft project yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean like it's well, like oh it's there like that is a rocket ship technically she'd done it twice by that i mean because she did for her term two also did a the, like the preceding mm-hmm. rap uh that she'd put together the plus side is she's she's done voice acting forever so right. she's she knows how to use the recording equipment and and yeah so she had a good music mix and everything balanced nicely which always helps to, yeah. to sell the the video that much more um but uh but yeah it's that's she's the only one that i know of that did a rap like that will did a music video mm-hmm. this term um i need to see these videos i had work so i couldn't count oh I uh 
Ask Dale. Okay. Dale I'll keeps Dale keeps a, a catalog of all of them. Uh, either that, or you can ask Tim, and mm-hmm. Tim can give you the DVD, and you can. Cute. Okay. You can do a screening. Uh, I think they require you to keep it in the building. Yeah. Doing things. So. Also, just really quick shout out to Lucas from mm-hmm. my cohort because he made the beat for my rap video, and it was nice. by far the best thing that was involved <laughs> in the video. So, um, but yeah. So, uh, what's um. Who are your your people? Like, what are the what what are the influences that you're that you're bringing into bringing to the table when you're coming to create something? Okay, so um, I talked a little bit about like girls, but not necessarily like Lena Dunham, but just like what that was a little mm-hmm. bit. But I like love Issa Rae, love 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 mm-hmm. Issa Rae. Um, I'm trying to think of like big people. Oh, Jenny Slate is huge for me. Okay. Um, and Jenny Slate works works a lot with like Jillian Robespierre. I think mm-hmm. she directed both Obvious Child and landline okay um, I, know, I know obvious child mm-hmm. that one was great I it was so good landline's really great too you should watch okay. it um i don't know i th- think that like i'm really inspired by just like women getting to just be like girls doing you know I mean? like getting to like be themselves and like not having to be anything um i think i don't really connect a lot with like a lot of film before i mean i connect with like may west which mm-hmm. was like an early like i don't like little kid being like she is sassy and i freaking love it yeah to like then like to like now media there's like a huge gap where i'm like i get what's happening at least like popular like movies and like tv shows yeah i get what's happening but like i'm not i don't like see myself in it and then it was like seeing these other people like whenever we allowed like women to be like messy again that i was like oh i feel like i have a place again Mm. because i think i relate a lot more right now at least to like women getting too messy than like gay men because we still have an issue with like gay men getting to just be on tv i think yeah um so usually it's like the like flawed Mm -hmm. like sad girl that i'm like there i am have you seen the birdcage the oh yes i mean come on yeah birdcage huge Huge. nathan lane in the birdcage because i was gonna say you're i don't know if you've seen this theme but taking a step back and and just listening to what you said it seems like your voice teams seems to be like seeking normal like pursuing normal or normality a it's, little uh, bit yeah I mean, okay like you're, you're you're talking about now yeah you're like a prophet uh, <laughs> <laughs> well no it's just listening to i mean anybody that's listening to this probably uh, has picked up on that but it's one of those things that once you, when you're in it you don't yeah. necessarily see that trend super true but, but it seems to be like you're going towards like nor- seeking normalcy and that's that's a movie that i feel like does that it, it actually mm-hmm. makes that world normal and then is confronted with a world that doesn't think that, that that's normal yeah yeah uh, yeah which is interesting too if you it, like next term you're gonna watch actually or no did you watch lakaja hole was that this term mm-hmm. i've seen uh, the show okay yeah uh because lakaja lakaja full the, the original mm-hmm. uh french version that one is confronted with it in a different way mm-hmm. but the the american version it was uh it, they, they treat it as a normal world where abnormal world like you know right quote unquote classic like normal world it, comes of. comes in yeah and has to you know, and they they bend for that, mm-hmm. um, and so the, and eventually just kind of realizes that nope, the real normal is the real normal. Yeah, uh, so interesting. Uh, and so I feel like that's that's a story that would hit. Yeah. For you. Yeah. No, that I I love, like, Birdcage. I, was, I mean, I've seen yeah. the other one as a. I think I saw the other one as maybe an opera or something. Okay. Kaji Fall, right? Maybe. I'm not sure. I, it's. I mean, it's been around. That was in the. What was that? 80s 70s i could be lying 100 percent for sure too 
I'm a liar. Um, but I don't know. <laughs> or you know. just didn't remember it the way, because <laughs> not everybody has a perfect memory. That's true. That's, that's probably more of it. Perfectly forgivable. Um, but yeah, I think that's actually a really good point. Yeah. Like, just like, I feel like there's like this weird thing that I try to do with everyone. And maybe, I think you just unlocked a little something right here. Mm-hmm. But like, I really do just want everyone to feel like, good and like okay and like valued with like exactly what they are Mm -hmm. and so i think that that's probably what i'm trying to do a little bit through creating to just be like girl we're just gay also like being from the south i think is a different like puts a whole nother oh yeah little spin on that yeah there's a whole nother layer Uh on top of that yeah yeah, Yeah, yeah. i lived in oklahoma north carolina um so i've seen all sorts of south Mm -hmm. (laughs) all kinds of south yeah yeah mixed with midwest Uh Uh, lived in minnesota for a while lived here dc yeah right on the line you've been been everywhere way too many places (laughs) not jet setting it was more it was more like uh like uh uh, uh, dodge caravan setting okay that's a cute little like road trip though that's a film that's what they would say here that is a film right my my feature is 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 that is a is a mostly like road trip feature like it's weird combination of like a rom-com a buddy film and like a road movie that's like exactly what i want to watch so yeah that's it now i just gotta make it that's the other thing okay we'll make it <laughs> step step one yeah produce the thing step two sell the thing <laughs> we'll get it done but uh so what um what are you looking forward to through the rest of this <sighs> you've now got two terms in front of you and no other class in front of you i know it's so yellow weird. you you are now the the upperclassman the only upperclassman in the in the building you've got a whole new cohort coming in we're gonna miss you guys we've talked about it a lot really both of your cohorts um, have been like incredible to like learn with and from and be around so you miss us most of us are still gonna be around okay well like, please be here all the time and you you need to have you met uh many of the orange and red people so i am pretty i'm good friends with liz fitzgerald okay which is a big reason why i ended up applying Yep. Yeah. Um, former guest on the show, Liz Yes, Former guest. She was <laughs> up here editing her final film whenever you yep. did it. Yeah. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of the podcast. <laughs> um, yeah. I, um, I'm i really excited. I think that, I mean, like for me specifically, like I said, I was really experimenting with some things this term. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm excited to really work and focus on the things that I really want to make. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that from what I hear of like, dale and john hancock that they're really going to help like really with like this fine tuning and mm-hmm. like the specifics of everything um and i also feel i don't know i'm just excited to i feel like i have we have a good base now kind of you know i think that we like understand like where we are like it's not like hogwarts anymore it's like mm-hmm. where we really are um and so i'm excited to like jump from there a little bit um i think that we all like as a cohort have really kind of figured out like our voice and our like point of view, I mean, not really figured out, but have a better understanding of um, who we are as creators. Yeah. So I'm excited to kind of see everyone sort of bloom. Start to come to <laughs> yeah. fruition of their own general style. It's and so approach. cute. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. I'm so excited. Um, So yeah, I think that's what I'm most excited for. But I'm really excited, again, because I can't decide, for like my like final like feature mm-hmm. or pilot. It's a feature right now, but who knows if I'll change it. And like my 10-minute short okay which all of my things end up being about like weird like awkward sexual encounters so right now both of mine are about that <laughs> um <laughs> so it's kind of a theme for me i guess are they is it the same story and one's like a proof of concept no. for the other or no, so my feature completely... is about um this boy named breck and his best friend tristan mm-hmm. and they've been best friends forever okay and um breck is gay 
and Tristan is straight. But it's like 2018 and sexuality is really fluid. So one night Tristan comes home. He broke up with his girlfriend and lines kind of get blurred and like love kind of becomes confusing and they hook up. And then Breck wakes up being like, oh shit, this is really confusing for me now because someone that I love as a human and it's so easy to fall in love with and I have had sex. And Tristan's like, girl, I'm straight. Like, I'm sorry. Like, yeah. you know, like I understand, like, like I'm so sorry, but like that's kind of what happened. Um, and so it's like Breck trying to figure out like what that means and mm-hmm. um, if he wants to just stay one of the boys or if he's going to risk it all for one more kiss. Hmm. Um, and then the other one is about this couple who've been together for a long time and one wants to have a threesome and the other one's like, okay, I'll do it for you, but here are the rules. Don't touch him at all. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That one, uh, I'm interested to see what you guys do for your for your term threes. Yeah. Because I feel like that you're going to have a uh, little range of voices. And, oh, and, yes, uh, we will. Yeah. I bet you some of them are going to be on Mars. We're yeah. have some like space things, I'm sure. Some demonic things. And then just some like walking dogs. Like we have a big, <laughs> like we really run the <laughs> gamut, girl, with who and where and what we want to say. So it's going to be we interesting. Had, we had, so we had space. That was Mike Kolar's. We had chasing a, a, a dog that ran away with with robbie mm-hmm. justices okay. and what was the other thing you said you said mars mars we, I, I said space demonic. mars demonic demonic uh, uh we definitely had eric freddy's uh insanity yeah for his uh yeah I th- you've got- it really is so cool like and i'm sure like you felt this too but like where in my head like i didn't realize how many different this is going to sound so dumb. I'm sounding so dumb, but I don't care. Um, how many different voices like can come from like my same generation? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like we read things and like whenever I like brought my first thing, I was like, girl, everyone's going to sound just like this. Like, it's okay. Like, you know, we'll find that thing that makes you special later, Tyle, mm-hmm. but just give them this. And then it was like, oh, no, no, no. Like this boy's over here talking about Nerf guns. This boy over here is talking about like, a secret society in Naperville. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it was like, just like we like really, like really ran the whole thing and like no ones are the same. Yeah. And it was like so fascinating to me that I was like, holy shit, we've all taken this one class. And like, it just really shows like how strong like your point of view is whenever you like kind of sit into it. Have you ever seen everything in the remix? No, I've never seen anything. I'm so the worst <laughs> film student. <laughs> they ask well, no, that. this, this, and this isn't necessarily film specific. Okay. So, uh, there's a it's a, a series on i don't know if it's on youtube or vimeo if you look it up you can probably okay. find it uh this guy kirby ferguson greatest uh-huh. name uh that's a good name yeah he he produced this this documentary series about how nothing in pop culture is 100 percent new generation oh. from scratch that it's all remixed from things mm-hmm. in, in you know in our cultural history mm-hmm. uh and i feel like that that applies here because you know you're you're a creator within your generation mm-hmm. you have the tool set that you have that is consistent across mm-hmm. everybody but you have such different background yeah. experiences that get filtered into you and that that forces you through kind of whatever your and then you know your experiences in life yeah. not just the the they pop culture kind of, it all coalesces and that's where your voice comes from the um a person that I worked with with Ordinary whenever we were like submitting it for the workshop, um, her husband has worked with Sundance in the past and mm-hmm. like um, it's just like a very, he's really great. Um, but whenever we were doing my interview portion, I was like, girl, I don't know. Like, I feel so stupid. Like, this is literally, this is the show that is on every channel mm-hmm. like all the time. Like, there's nothing like 
unique unique yeah. about it like i feel like i like i was like this is so dumb like i don't know what i'm doing and he he said something that was like really interesting to me where he was like you know it i mean we've talked about it here at school too but basically he was just like something about it has to be universal and like that's why these yeah. stories are told you know what i mean and so every year there's someone looking for this story so it's okay that the story has already been told because you haven't told it yet and that's yeah. what makes it different so you don't have to worry about the like base of your story being this like most unique like crazy idea like those work too but if yours isn't that that's okay because it's going to be different because it's like through your lens and like the way you yeah. say it um and i was like oh okay i can't remember who was just talking about it recently but they they were talking about when they're i think it was maybe one of the one of the uh um conference calls that we had uh-huh. with with, uh, with somebody out in la yeah. uh but they were talking about when they're writing they will take the theme of whatever their story is uh-huh. and they'll, they'll determine that early on and they'll literally tape it across the top of their computer. Yeah. Oh, that's so cute. if they ever forget, if they're ever writing a scene and they're starting to kind of feel like they're I losing sense of the theme, like they can just look up and see that theme. Yeah. And I feel like that's, that's the difference between somebody who's just kind of aimlessly writing a story and somebody who knows the story that they're mm-hmm. trying to tell is that you you have that theme filter that you can, yes. that you can put up there. And I, I I'll say, I, I feel like I don't, I would have to go back through, t- take a step back to see the theme for my own feature. I can't, I, I don't know that I could tell you, mm-hmm. but from what I can understand of other people, they've, they've been able to look at it and pick it out pretty yeah, clean. Yeah, I would say, I'm sure like, like the same thing. You were just like, your whole life is about being normal. And I was like, what? <laughs> so I'm sure like if I even heard a little bit of yours, I'm like, oh girl, it's about, it's about, you know, tires. It's a road trip. I'm just mm-hmm. kidding. It's not about tires, but you know what I mean? Um, okay. Quick question for yes. you. So Kat talks about how there are like two types of writers. Yeah. Like they're the ones that like it is planned and you know exactly where you're going. And they're the ones that kind of just like get on the computer and go a little bit. Mm -hmm. Which one are you? Little column A, little column B. I I like to have the outline so that I know where I'm going. Mm -hmm. But then I like to kind of improv within the scene. Mm -hmm. And I'll I'll make discoveries in those scenes Mm -hmm. that then... uh, come come back later and actually what i what i discovered with mine and and i think a good move for me first time i ever completed a feature doing doing this one here um i just wrote all the way through Uh as opposed to in the past whenever i've gotten like another idea here Uh that i was like oh i have to go back and change it in scene two to set that up to have that pay off there i just wrote straight Uh through and and when i had that stuff i wrote it in Mm -hmm. but i wrote it in knowing it's broken until i go back and fix Fix it when i'm done um, so oh, that there smart. there was something yeah. to go back and edit, mm-hmm. but that way I got through the story mm-hmm. and I have a draft. Yeah. And my first draft makes no sense because right. there's things that pick up and drop and, right. and don't go anywhere. Uh, but then I was getting feedback on on that and saying, oh, well, I want to see more of this earlier. And I'm like, yeah, that's, yeah. I have that planned. I just haven't gone back and done it. Yeah. And I'm able to just go in and kind of reiterate and, and make those tweaks. And uh, without doing a whole lot of work, my second draft makes... 90 percent more sense than than the than the first draft did uh but so yeah it's it's kind of 50 50 on on that tony do you know how like like what a big deal it is that you wrote a movie oh yeah like that's huge like you just wrote a movie you sat down you wrote a movie and then you made like a gorgeous like film that you showed everyone everyone i talked to said it was great like Thank you. just letting you know like everyone was like it was so good um <laughs> I feel like I know that you had a lot of experience before this, but like, I don't know. I feel like the stuff you're doing is really, really, really Mm -hmm. cool. And I hope you have time to like celebrate yourself with it. 
I will. Okay. <laughs> it's like it's it's always uh, I'm trying to swing to that next thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I have that problem too. Where like I am like still on this rope, but I'm like really worried about like the four ropes ahead of me. Yeah. Um, like that's my big problem is like I'm so worried about that fourth rope that sometimes I'm like oh, I'm just gonna stay on this rope for a while. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but sometimes you gotta just you know. know there was a there was a TED talk, uh, and it wasn't necessarily about this subject, but it it, it was very much like. You know, there, there's no rest for the weary. It's, it's, uh, um, what was the line? It was, um, if you're a superhero, you, uh, in, you know, after you save the world, you have only enough time to iron your cape and then it's back to the yeah. skies for you. Yeah. Like, that's very true. It's, 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 you, you have to mm-hmm. keep it going. I just want to make sure you ironed your cape. That's what I'm saying. I don't expect yeah. you to go take a trip to Mexico, but I just want to make sure you took a little moment to be like, I did something really cool. Oh, yeah. No, okay. I did. Good, I'm, good, good. I had my little Facebook post that was good. like, I finished a first feature and I, <laughs> I printed the first draft. Good. I, I have I have oh, a print a off in a, in a binder of the first draft of a feature that I've ever written, and it's god awful. But that's okay. <laughs> but, but it's you know. But second draft looks a lot better. Yeah. Third draft will look even better. Fourth yeah. draft, you know. It was a baby. All babies suck. They yeah. don't do anything. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's just your it, first baby. It's amazing too that just having All babies don't suck. Sorry. Sometimes I forget we're recording. <laughs> okay. Uh, the 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 fact that I've got something like. Uh-huh. Now I can start building towards making that. Yeah. Like even though the script is not done, I have a total story arc. I can do things like figure out budgeting. Mm-hmm. I, I can figure out uh, what acting actors I would need to yeah. to fill out those roles. I could start trying to connect with people for that. You know, there's there's some there's, there's steps now. Yeah. Yeah. And even though I'm going to keep on working on the script. Like it's it's infinitely further along than if I didn't have the script to start with. And like, how many times are you on set and they change the script? You know what I mean? Like, I feel like the script is always evolving anyway. You know, so like, I feel like the actors that you bring in are going to have some input on it. Yeah. You know, they say you write the film three times. You're going to write it in the writer's room. You're going to write it on uh, while you're shooting it, and you're going to write it in the editing room. Yeah. And so, you know, you have to be prepared for that. Yeah. But you got to get the first one out. I'm just stoked for you. I don't know. I'm stoked for all of you, but. I think you just work so hard. I'm I'm excited for you because I think your networking ability oh, uh, it is miles beyond what I've seen from many other people that have come through these doors. That is so that nice you, of you. You're just you're busy bee. Like I can I can mm-hmm. always count on seeing Tile, talking to somebody new, approaching yeah. that person that he hasn't talked to before. That you're you're always trying to uh, make some sort of connection and and I think it goes back to what you were saying earlier about trying to make everybody feel you know, accepted yeah. people and, and a part of it and everything like that. Like you're, you're very good at that. And I think that will serve you well in this industry where That's you, nice. you have to want to work with the people that you're working with. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I think that like, especially here, like showing the things that you made, even if it's like a silly sketch is like super vulnerable, mm-hmm. you know, like um, you're telling them like, you're telling the, like your audience or your classmates or whatever, like, I think this is funny or I made this or like right. whatever, you know? And so I think that like, if you're already feeling very like self-conscious or if you don't feel like you belong or you don't feel important, then like it's so much more vulnerable. And then I don't feel like you're actually showing what you want to show. Right. Um, so I think it's important. That everyone just feels like really happy and like accepted and celebrated. So we can all be vulnerable together and we can show the things we actually want to show. So we're actually growing while we're here yeah. instead of like, you know, just showing what we think the other people are going to like. Yeah. Not, not just playing to your audience, playing to what yeah, you, what like, you have to say. Yeah, that's why, like, we've talked about it before, too, where, like, sometimes, like, I will have someone read something and, like, 
knowing like you're not going to watch this show. Do you know what I mean? Like right. this is not your show <laughs> and that's okay though, you know, because I didn't write it f- necessarily for you, mm-hmm. but like I need to know like what you, like what you, your viewer demographic would think of this. Right. Or, like, you know what I mean? Like what your voice thinks of this or how you see this. Um, well, and the same thing, all the content that you have in, in your past that plays into, it's going to play into how you yeah. review something else too. Yeah, exactly. Because so, you're, you're going to look for specific things. Yeah, finding those people who um, are almost like the opposite, mm-hmm. do like the almost the opposite thing of you. I think I've learned a lot from, the, I mean, I've learned so much from everyone in my cohort, but I think specifically those types of people mm-hmm. I've learned so much from. Yeah. Awesome. Well, in wrapping up here. Wrap it up. Like a Christmas gift. Yep. Happy holidays, y'all. Yeah. Well, and your episode's going up on New Year's Eve. So <laughs> yes, be a little so tipsy. People <laughs> <laughs> uh, if people want to track you down on social media, see the stuff that you're doing, see uh, any videos that you've you've been brave enough to post to uh, to public spaces. Uh-huh. Well where can they find you? So listen, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Just like everything I'm a work in progress. So right now if you want to follow me at T Bivs T B I V Z Z on Instagram, that'd be so cute. And I'll follow you back. Um working on the website, but I'll link my website there and that'll have all my stuff. Okay. Yeah. Where can they follow you, Tony? <laughs> <laughs> Mine goes in the in the credits okay, of the deal, show. Deal, deal. Film stu- at Film Student Pod. Okay. Pretty much everywhere. <laughs> cool. Well thank you for having me. I yeah. had so much fun. Thank you for coming on. I'm glad I appreciate I got to learn it. more about you. Yeah. And that was Tile Bivens. Thank you to Tile and to the Harold Ramis Film School and the Second City staff for their help. The song on this week's episode was Check In by Piff Tannen. Find more of Piff's music on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash piff-tannen. This show is recorded and edited by me, Tony Lazzaroni. If you want to hear more from me and my classmates, teachers, and a few special guests, make sure to subscribe to the podcast. If you have questions or comments, send us an email at filmstudentpod at gmail.com or find us on Twitter and Instagram at filmstudentpod. And be sure to also check out some of my and my classmates' work at filmstudentpod.com, where you can also find links to all of our past episodes. See you all next week. Class dismissed.